When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. It's a math oh. pick. It's the final math pick. It's a final math pick, even though Julie and I, when he sent this one, we were like, yeah? <laughs> Are you really going to choose Yeah, this we're one? like, we could, and he yeah. was like, we could yes. Just, we could just have just watched this because you asked, and then we could have talked about it, whatever <laughs> you wanted to talk about. That is so but, true. But instead, you made this about you yep. one last time. One last time. One last time. <laughs> Giving us a homework assignment. Yeah. Forcing it down yeah, our like, We were trying to end this semester, we'll call it, <laughs> on a high note. We didn't have to prepare. We just wanted to do our own thing. And then Matt sends us not only an episode that's not available anywhere but YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> but one we actually have to watch from 2001 is that what the year was i was yeah. trying to think i, I w- should we announce that we're ending the show as of now because yeah. we have not done that yet yeah the, this Fortunately, is the final three we're the final entering three into. you can tune <laughs> i'm gonna cry into the mic <laughs> <laughs> so yes we're doing as one of the three coveted last episodes we're doing undeclared <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole history with this show but i think that this show is actually an extremely important show for anybody who's loved comedy in the last 20 years because this is a massive show for a ton of people. So how long did it actually run for just one season? It got its one season. It was like 20 Judd episodes, Apatow. right? Or 17. Yeah. It only got 17 episodes. Okay. So the story with this was that Judd Aptal made the show Freaks and Geeks and it got canceled after one season. I liked Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, and he was really bummed and he's like, I loved working with those kids I want to do a new show, but by the time we get this show on the air, they're going to be college age instead of high school age. So I'm going to write a college show and then I can just recast all the freaks and geeks and it'll be like an unofficial sequel. What ended up happening was that the studio wouldn't let him cast anybody except for Seth Rogen. He was the only person they thought was funny from Freaks and Geeks. So he creates this show and it airs 
on September 13th, 2001, two days after the September 11th attacks mm. is when this show premiered. Guess what no one was in the mood to watch on September 13th, 2011 was a college comedy. Yeah. What's really cool is that this show had such a beloved cult following. It was like the number one, like critically, it was chosen as the best show of 2001. It like was listed as like one of the greatest cult shows of all time, named one of like the 20 best shows that only last at one season, all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. So when the DVD came out back when like DVD was like the only way you could see stuff like this, Mm -hmm. they put it out as a giant yearbook and every episode had its own page in the yearbook where the writers from the show would write Mm -hmm. like an essay about like the origins of that story and like memories that they had on set and this, that, and the other thing. When you look at the people who directed it, this was the first time that the guy who did Forgetting Sarah Marshall directed something. This was the first time the guy who did Superbad directed something. This was the first time the guy from Pineapple Express directed something. Mm -hmm. Like this is where Judd Uptel met all of the directors and writers that he would elevate. And I think it was Knocked Up, Superbad, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall were all written on the set. Like they were all such good friends that like the original intention, you can find it, I think, on the Superbad DVD, the first ever script reading. And it's literally Seth, Seth Rogen playing the character of Seth and Jason Segel playing Michael Sierra's character. And they're sitting in the dorm room from Undeclared doing a script reading of like, apparently it was just everyone became best friends. And this was like a giant hangout for them. Mm. And what I love about this show is that I missed it when it aired like everybody else because, you know, there was other things going on. But I'm about to throw a bunch of names out there that only Julie's going to know. When I became friends with kind of like my best friends from college, which were my friends Shrop and Ed and Click, they were obsessed with this show. And the first time I ever hung out with them, we just hung out for seven hours and watched this show from start to finish. And then it just kind of became whenever we were hanging out, if we were doing anything, if we were having a poker night, if we were doing whatever undeclared was always on in the background so it's like one of those shows where like i rewatched it to pick what episode i wanted to discuss and every single episode i was like i know this one by verbatim like i know mm-hmm. every beat of this episode like yeah. i'd seen them so many times so it always had like this special place in my heart what i think kathleen would like about it knowing like the things that she's a fan of in tv show world obviously that everyone on set is friends is like a big like mm, must huge. for her she yeah. loves friendship i do yeah. i was gonna say i'm not surprised that this show has some sort of like nostalgic meaning for yeah. you as well like i totally get the significance of like judd apatow like cultivating talent and this like jump starting so many careers and like yeah. d- great things but that is why i'm like okay that's why he chose yeah this. i picked that and yeah. if you watch the post credit scene with jason siegel every episode ends with something like that because so much of the show was improvised because they would just set up scenes and then just trust that like like oh in this scene you two are hanging out and then walk away and just let Seth Rogen Seth and Charlie Hunnan. character was so like, it was like the first time he's not just like loud and so, like he was kind of like subdued. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. Like I've never seen him be subtle before. I love Seth Rogen. Yeah. He's, he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> I, I do recommend if you ever have a chance to watch the series, to watch it. Cause it is really, really funny. But this episode had, I was trying to find one where all of the character stories I thought were like encapsulated their mm-hmm. character. So, and it's one of the few episodes where you get Jason Siegel as Eric, who is like the runaway of this show. He's 
his voice is in every episode because he's constantly calling her on the phone. But this is like one of three episodes that he's physically in. Mm. So I was like, I want J- the Jason Siegel episode. The concept of them trying to crush this k- keg. They have to return the keg, but they don't have to return the beer. So they literally just fill anything yeah. that can put a liquid <laughs> into it with beer. And it's just like this dorm covered with <laughs> like drawers filled with beer like yeah, all types of stuff yeah. there's the one scene where he hands charlie hunnam the the yeah, coffee i was book. just gonna say i just looked at the cast i didn't realize that was charlie you didn't realize that was charlie hunnam yeah. was it the british accent that threw you he's so young and i think that babies. it was like pixely on my phone yeah. so like i was just like i don't know who that is <laughs> no <laughs> moving on yeah this was Hot his first american. yeah this is his first american and you know show. what this is just this is just has nothing to do with anything but <laughs> Usually please. accents are hot, but I loved his like oh you mean like his voice. like his like um biker voice like, his where biker like voice sexy, is just like, like such a hottie yeah, boom bellotti yeah, that oh like God. when I, he came out like being like Australian or whatever the fuck he is I was like You're not like, hot still hot but like, hot like, no it's no like, definitely still hot it's one of the first times where you don't prefer that yes. yeah you you prefer his fake american versus his it's natural right. like, and like wanna... when does one ever prefer no. american over anything else <laughs> like no talk british to me all day yeah okay? it's like i want you on a motorcycle like beating the shit out of somebody just and like having that like oh you know i yeah. can't even oh. my face i'm like <laughs> she's like gritting her teeth but I, but i love that like there's the scene where he's asleep and Seth Rogen just puts a full coffee mug of beer in yeah. his hand but and then like is this. spraying it with a spray <laughs> yes, bottle. Yes, with that was amazing. Like, yeah. So I, I love that subplot. I love the subplot of Marshall and Monica Keenan's character where she's like, if you get a pet, everyone's going to think you're so hot. <laughs> oh, she gave me Brittany Murphy vibes. Jay is always the victim. Oh, yeah. In anything. In anything. anything. I think he's the worst. <laughs> he's he, up there with, what's his name? Tover Grace. Tover you just Grace. don't... I hate Tover Grace so much, I can never remember his name. <laughs> a fucking dork. I was a huge Jay Bershaw fan until this year. He had like a Twitter meltdown. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, Jay, no. What do you do? He directed a movie called Acts of Violence. I love when they have meltdowns. <laughs> no. It's fine. It's nothing incredible. And he got pissed off that people didn't like the movie and just went on this long rant about like how these comic book nerds just want to take down people who are trying to put out original content. And it was just like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Oh, like, okay. I thought you were going to say like, no, he didn't say like any No, nothing. Can- it was just like, dude, not everyone's going to like your fucking movie. Calm yeah. the fuck I was down. wondering why you were saying like, no, I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. When they have these like meltdowns are so funny. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's so entertaining. Oh, I'm thinking like when people do like someone I like gets canceled for some yeah. reason. Like, I hate that anyone. Like the most recently, this isn't it anything she did. Me. And she actually had like a, she, she had a good response at Ellie Kemper. Do yeah. you see all that stuff? That was sad. Tangent. Did you end up watching Hacks at all on HBO Max? Not yet. Okay, it's really good. You would love it too. It's like she, a, a Twitter, a young like writer, she was going to be like a hot new writer for this like comedy show, whatever, Got gets canceled or, and because she tweeted something stupid. But that show is incredible. 10 episodes on HBO Max. Okay. Okay? All right. All right, all right. cool. Bring us um, back. So the Jay Bershaw plot line is kind of my favorite in this episode just because Jason Siegel in this show to me is so awkwardly funny in every fucking scene. Like when he is just sitting in a shower crying uncontrollably and Jay Burchell doesn't 
know how to handle the situation at all. Backstory for this. In the very first episode, the first episode is them showing up at college, becoming roommates. And I forget her name, but the girl who's dating Jason Siegel's character has a big fight with him. And then her and Jay Burchall have sex. From that point on, he's like, I got a girlfriend at college. And Charlie Hunnam's character is just constantly like, no, you don't. You mm-hmm. had you had a college hookup with a girl who's got a boyfriend. <laughs> like, yeah, those two are my least favorite for sure. Like yeah. the girl and the and Jay. I yeah. was like, mm. did you recognize the girl at all? I okay. So I meant to look her up because I definitely recognize her face. What is she? Who's so she <laughs> what is she? What is she? Who is she from? So she's never been in anything big, but Judd Uptel likes her so much that he's put her in every movie. So like. In Forgetting Sarah Marshall, she's the girl who keeps saying hi when her and Jason Siegel are having sex, and she's just like, hi. Oh, it's like, like, okay. And in, and in 40-Year-Old Virgin, she's the girl that tries to suck Steve Carell's toes, and he kicks her in the face and gives her a bloody nose. Yeah, like He just okay. keeps casting her in movies for like these small like 30-second scenes, because nice. he's just like, she's just nice, and I like to give her work. He's the right one to, to have a relationship with, because he has <laughs> 1,000 movies. All the time. And they're all hits. This is 40 is like one of my favorite fucking movies like i just love it so much and i am not like in with like the celebrity stuff and when you told me that like oh yeah that's like leslie's like kids kids, like yeah yeah, and like they're married to this person and well i'm like obsessed with them now yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. leslie man rocks those two girls in that movie are so good incredible both of them are fucking fantastic like her obsession with lost i was just gonna say (laughs) it's the lost thing that you love that's come up so many times on this podcast it's so fucking funny because that's like me like when she's supposed to be getting ready for the surprise party and she's sobbing in bed at the last (laughs) episode she's like they all died <laughs> oh, that movie's so Spoiler good. Spoiler alert, Lost fans. Uh, I was checking my notes. The fight scene. So, oh, so is that this, what boys do? The scene where Seth Rogen and Charlie Hunnam get into a stupid fight over if you got mail is a good movie <laughs> or not. They said that, again, because it was just like wiling out on set, they were like, just hit him for real. So like all the sounds you hear are the actual sounds from them like hitting each other. And they yeah. said that they had to give them the next day off because they had welts like all down the side of their chest because they were like just really going at it with the punches. Yeah. I love how real. I think what I liked about the show was that like as ridiculous as it is of like a vision of college life. It also like you can tell that the writer's room was just coming in with like their own stories and experiences because like. Yeah, that definitely happens between friends where it's like the dumbest little thing that like they don't like a movie that you love and you just get like really offended and upset about it with them. <laughs> like I've absolutely had that situation before. Yeah, me too. I get, I get so emotionally attached to everything. <laughs> yeah. And I take it personally when people don't like it. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I just, it's just a weird, it's a weird little show. And uh, the other thing I wrote down, and I, I never thought about this until I read, you know, I was reading the booklet on this episode and the guy who wrote this episode who I'm pretty sure was Nicholas Stroller who did Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason Siegel. He said that at the very end when Jay Burchall extends his hand and Jason Siegel's response is put that thing away and it's like very sincere. He's like that was the moment when I'm like this guy's a comedic genius because like that wasn't written on the page. He just like did that in the moment. This guy give this guy the biggest career in the yeah, world. And he had, it happened. Yeah for a couple of years. Jason Siegel was just raking in the dough. Jason Siegel looks exactly the same. I feel like even Seth Rogen a little bit still yeah. looked like he didn't really age much for about mm-hmm. 20 years. I've been wanting to see Jason Siegel's movie he shot in Philly. 
Because I hear he's just the nicest guy. Anyone who's yeah. bumping into him was just like, he is the coolest. He'll stop for a picture. Yeah, yeah. I'll just talk to you. Yeah, I love that. I hate when I you hear that people, like celebrities are like, yeah, eh, about that. Like if I was a celebrity, you want to take a pic? Sure. Let's take a pic. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I think that either one of you is going to be like, man, I love this and I'm going to go watch all other 16 episodes. But did you guys <laughs> at least enjoy your 22 minutes and laugh and have a good time or was this just torture did i just torture, I, I you? torture is dramatic torture i was dramatic torture. but um i understand why i might have liked this in 2001 but i can't deal with these like old timey like i feel old like timey, you know what i'm gonna say 20 years you know ago. what i'm gonna say and i never say long. this because i fucking hate laugh tracks i feel like this show would benefit from a laugh track because the dead silence the dead air sometimes i don't like comedies without the laugh track because i don't know if i'm supposed to laugh or not so don't feel like we're leaving you out because that's not what we're doing that's it not what we're doing and like we love that. when you're just be, like your picks may not have been hits, but we love when you're on mic, always. You're always on mic. Yeah, we love your you're voice. You're a guy. All right. All right, Toonie. That wraps it up. <laughs> Just Toonie, that's it. You know how it goes. This has been My Favorite Episode Of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with a new episode of My Favorite Episode Of. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.